Greetings. My name is Louis Molina. I'm the host of the Life Pro podcast. Today I'm joined with Black Star Line founder uh, Eric Bay and the Smoking Swan uh, Cigar Cigar um, Cigar Brokerage uh, Albert Cisnero. So with that, all right, here we go. My clumsy <laughs> my clumsy intro. <laughs> so how you guys doing today? Good, brother. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. So this will be a first. Just to let our listeners and viewers know. This is a first for us in that we're interviewing a guest who we don't have any business relationship. Maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. But, uh, you know, I like, yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) hey, you got to start somewhere. Uh, But me being a cigar nerd, I like to learn about anyone coming into the industry or people that have been in the industry that Mm -hmm. I just haven't had a chance to deal with. So welcome to Manaport. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So uh, before we get to... um, just our discussion. You had given me some samples of your cigars. Yep. Which which cigar? Okay, so I'm a shop. You're trying to make your pitch to us mm-hmm. why we should get shell space, and this is actually a, a, a topic that we've had on this podcast several times. Yeah. What's your pitch to me, and why should I care you? And which one should I start? Like, if I'm only going to smoke one, mm-hmm. which one should I start? Well, how strong do you like to smoke? Okay, good question. I mean, I like it. I like them uh, just. Just depending on my mood. Okay. Um, I can do anything right now. Ah, cool. So I can do mild, medium, or strong. All right. So but what, yeah. So like the one cigar I haven't. Well, I did smoke a cigar earlier, but that was about three hours ago. So I feel I have a good okay. clean palate. Yeah, it's clean palate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus uh, with our espresso, you know, I'll definitely uh, have it cleaned a little bit more. But yeah, tell me which which one of these should I start? Well, since you have a relationship with Ostos and Tabacalela La Isla, I would, I'm, I'm going to say go with the Mr. Fahrenheit oh, here. Okay. You, you, read nice. my mind. So, you read my mind. All right. Yeah, so we can we can go with that one. All right. So, uh, yeah, we can cut and light. If you guys want to cut and light, feel free. We can smoke. We'll, yeah, here. Yeah, okay. just, yeah, whichever. Yeah, and then. Yeah, we're good. So this is called the Mr. Fahrenheit. You've given me your brochure. Yeah. Kind of giving me the portfolio of what you carry. And we'll get more in, into more detail. Yeah. But you said this is the Mr. Fahrenheit. Can you um, maybe explain a little bit more about this blend in particular while we cut and light? Yeah. So Mr. Fahrenheit is rolled by Tabacalela La Isla. The blend is done by me. It's a Connecticut broadleaf with a Dominican binder and Nicaraguan Dominican filler. It has a shaggy foot on it, so you smoke the, the filler before you get to the wrapper. So it gives you two different experiences there. Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah. it's kind of an exposed foot yep, there. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's a uh, 6x46 Corona size. And, um okay. It's called Mr. Fahrenheit because, uh, for one, there's a firefighter on the band. I'm a retired Chicago, Chicago firefighter. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, I was injured on the job and um, cut my career short. I was on the job seven years. Wow. So <clears throat> I'm also a big fan of Queen. So in Don't Stop Me Now, Freddie Mercury sings about Mr. Fahrenheit in, in the song. So mm. that's another reason why I named it uh, Mr. Fahrenheit. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you know, a lot of, lot of uh, all my cigars have meanings to them. The names have meanings to them. Mm-hmm. Some of them have dual, singular or, or, or dual meanings to them. So okay, yeah, yeah. But as far as getting into the lounge, I always I talk about my journey in the cigar industry. Okay, um, I, I discuss the factories that I work with. I work with Agonor Salif. I work with Tabacalela La Isla. I work with Oveja Negra, and I also work with uh, uh, La Zona. Uh, okay, and, and I start, Eric's. Yep, yeah, yep, Eric Espinosa. Yep, yep. La Zona. So um, my, the first factory that I work with was El Titan de Bronze. So I always tell, I don't hide who I work with. I always tell yeah, who I work yeah. with, and I always let them know that I'm, I am the owner, and I'm, I'm the blender, and 
I'm also the janitor and the sales rep. Yeah. And so again, we're a young company, so I do everything. Right. So I talk about my work ethic. Last year, I did 100, uh, 100 events uh, cutting lights nationwide. So I'm always wow. on the road. I, I, uh, I'm in two cities a month. I do uh, two to three events in each city that I go to. Okay. So I let let them know that you have my full support. Uh, and I, I have reps now, so you have my rep support. And then the tobacco is great, and you know, because mm-hmm. I have great factories that I work with, right. and, and and each blend is based off of my palate. So, okay. um, so I make sure to let let them know that. And then after I talk about myself and talk about the company and all that, the cigars have to stand up. So, so I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I encourage them to either smoke it with me, or you know, or, or smoke it sometime soon. You know, after after we left. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what I talk about. Because there's thousands of cigars that you can that you can buy or or you can carry. Uh, there's a thousand thousands of cigars out there, but you have to make sure you differentiate yourself yeah. from other companies. Um, yeah, way- you already know. Like, how long have you been on the road or selling your cigars now? You said this five is years? our fifth year. Five yeah, years. Yeah. So the cigar I'm doing with Espinosa is our fifth year anniversary cigar. And I didn't really come to know or hear about you until last trade show. Okay. So you were already in existence, what, four or three years at yep. that point? Yep. And that was the first I heard of it. Yeah, nice. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, bad for me because, like, I try to keep up with the industry. Um, yeah. And I don't know why. Like, I just maybe just slipped through the cracks. I don't know mm-hmm. if you get mentioned on some other media like Half Wheel um, mm-hmm. or not. Maybe mm-hmm. I just missed it. But I remember seeing your booth last summer, and I was like, huh. I like mm-hmm. the branding. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for, you know, packaging and branding and design. Yeah. Okay. I was like, all right, who's this guy? And then I heard that there was a blend, at least, that um, you contracted to host us at Tabacalera La Isla. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as you said, we we have a working relationship with him too. We've we we've we have our own blends made uh, with with him. Yeah. Um, Great factory. But, yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, I mean just a gentleman too. Like I I was on uh, WhatsApp with him a week ago, and I was just explaining <laughs> to him like, man, it's such uh, it's so um, what's the word? Uh, not enlightening, but just a pleasure to realize like mm. you are one of the types in this industry. It's not as laissez faire as yeah. other. Yeah businesses i mean you're on it like business wise like you're always communicating and it's really awesome i mean and i say that because for me like we're having worked with with other people or have seen other factories that we don't even deal with Mm -hmm. the kind of approach they take it's just kind of like like i said Mm laissez-faire just kind of oh i'll I'll get to it tomorrow or next week it's really frustrating and I'm, i'm the type of shop that and i'm not knocking it but i'm not the hobbyist type of shop okay. you know the, you, you probably have seen those yeah, shops definitely of guys that are manning it just as like a hobby yeah. i'm more business focused even though this is my passion and it is kind of a hobby but mm-hmm. i come from a wall street mindset and okay. that's kind of how i approach it okay um so in this industry as we know it's an old world kind of oh, latin yeah. oh, you know yeah. we'll get to it tomorrow type so it's just like really frustrating at times and to, to see hostos yeah. Doing the opposite, he's hungry and he's he's on it. Yeah. So you definitely have hooked up with with a, an awesome yeah. manufacturer. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be with him in his earlier years. Mm-hmm. You know, so so later on I'll have some seniority in there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I kind of made the comment to him a few months ago, like, "Man, hostess, when you blow up, hopefully you don't forget about us little right. people that helped you." I was right. like, "No, no, you're you're good." So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think uh, General or Ford Cigars just released a cigar with him. Yeah, the Colonel Taylor. Uh, is that Taylor, what it, yeah, okay. it is? Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's for Cigars International, if I remember right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're seeing the the other industry yeah. players using him. Mm-hmm. So his capacity is going to get mm-hmm. cut at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, with, with with his trajectory. Yeah, I was just down at the factory a couple of weeks ago, and he was already talking about he might need to start hiring some more rollers. So, oh wow! Yeah. So how many pairs of rollers does he have now? Mm. Or does he implement pairs of rollers, or just one roller who does the the bunching, the bonchero, and the rolling? Yeah. Or does he use a does he employ a, a pair? No, it's it's buncheros and rollers. Okay, roller, so he, yeah, he has a, a pair. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So how many pairs did you mm. could you estimate? Maybe. 16 i think okay so it's yeah it's, still it's small. bigger yeah it's, it's still small it's bigger than uh el titan de bronze but still small yeah, compared yeah. to like agonorsa or, mm-hmm. or oveja negra you know yeah 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 so okay mm-hmm. and um kind of going back i asked why or how many years you've been in it uh and as as soon as you'd come in with albert mm-hmm. you heard me with the the you know kind of the, not the anti pitch but like all right this is why you probably won't get here <laughs> yeah. or what we're looking for right 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 mm-hmm. and um I mean a lot of shops face the same you probably have heard the the yeah. kind of the you know the folded yeah. arm stance like no nah, we don't want to give you a chance right now right. um and you've probably heard the excuses of and, and I think it's valid right mm-hmm. it, it, there's limited shelf space yeah yeah real estate right? is limited you're not known yet mm-hmm. so. And that's why, like, I was surprised when you said you were five years into it because I hadn't heard of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a one-man operation like we are, I mean, we're a small family business, so we get it. Like, mm-hmm. when we when we have new applicants coming in trying to, you know, uh, get a job here, we tell them, look, all you are, like, whatever uh, notions you had about yeah. working in a cigar shop, throw them out. Because yeah, yeah. basically you're, 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 you're a glorified, glorified janitor. Right, right. And Pretty we try much. to make it, yeah, we try Pretty to make much. it to where we don't <clears throat> want them to work. Okay. That way, if someone still wants to stay, it's like okay, they are eager and they want to work. Mm-hmm. And you have experience, Albert, uh, with with the cigar, you know, running a cigar shop. So right, you right. can attest to that, years. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, when you you're right because when you own your own shop, you're you're the custodian, you're the mm-hmm. you know electrician. You know, you wear all kinds of hats, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, whenever I had my shop, I would always, you know, have people coming in and. and one of the questions I would ask is, uh, do you have a problem cleaning toilets? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, cleaning toilets? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. if I have to do it, right? because I'm the owner, then... And you can't means, afford the janitorial services. No, I mean, that's expensive. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You might as well do you it know? yourself. So, you know, and I would tell them, like, if I have to do it, that means that you have to do mm-hmm. it, too. So, right. uh, and then someone would say, well... I don't even clean my own restroom, so why would I clean yours? And it's Holy like, okay, cow. well, thank you for your time. You yeah. Know? Well, should it be because you're getting paid for it? All right, I can understand, which to me is kind of your slob if you don't yeah, clean yeah, your own exactly, bathroom. You know? But at least you're getting paid to clean a bathroom. Exactly. Right. You know? You know. So. Wow. But yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we, you know, as, as retailers have to face. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wearing many hats. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting to hear, you know, a manufacturer point of view similarly yeah say the same thing yeah 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 yeah. i wear every hat in the company but mm-hmm. I, I, my vp of sales is cliff nelson he's a first, retired first sergeant in the army okay and then my national sales manager he lives in uh detroit so so they okay. they travel with me if, if need be uh but now that i picked up some reps i've been going out and just riding with like albert and uh i got a rep in southern california and then uh i got a rep that handles like the uh northeast for me too so wow! So you're, we, you're getting we, some representation. Yeah, yeah, we, we're getting around some. I'm carried in uh, roughly ninety to hundred lounges nationwide. Okay. 
um, also carried by a liquor chain in the Midwest called Benny's. Um, it's sort of, oh, yeah, sort I've heard of them. Yeah, out of Chicago. Yep, yep, yep. Man, you got in with them, huh? Yep. Yeah, all, that's good. All 45 locations, bro. Yeah. I actually Ooh. did a special cigar for, for them. The, our, my cigars are doing so well there. I did one specially for them. It's called John Baptiste. Oh. Uh, so it's John Baptiste Point du Sabo. He, uh, he's the founder of Chicago. He's a Haitian man. So a lot of people didn't know that. So I was like, that's a I good way that. for me to oh. put out some Chicago history and and uh, and rock it out with uh, with uh, Benny. So I did that cigar through Agonorsa. It's a Corojo 2012 wrapper with a Nicaraguan binder and feller, six by fifty two. Um, Is that in on the uh, the sheet here? Or no, 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 it's, it's exclusive. exclusive. You said yeah, yeah, it's yeah, exclusive. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So. Um, if they ever, it, uh, Benny's actually rated as their number one cigar for 2023. So, he, like, it what? did really well. Bro. What's the MSRP on that? Uh, about twelve fifty or so, somewhere okay. in there. Yeah, okay. so it's a, you know average average price for a mm-hmm. Toro. You know, yeah. So yeah, yeah, now that's an average price. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. So Five yeah, years I ago, got great twelve bucks was like that was a premium. Crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy to see like the last two years the inflationary rate. Um, the first episode we did of the year was kind of like a year in review. Mm-hmm. Where I just did a solo uh, segment and just kind of broke down numbers from our own, yeah. you know, data. Since you know we have a POS that can track all these analytics, and like I said, I'm a Wall Street minded individual. Okay. I like to look at that. Um, you know what we did year over year, uh, other metrics like that, and okay. the inflationary rate was, on average was about. I mean, we saw some companies go at least five percent. Some ten and some fifteen percent, which okay. is huge. Like historically, the industry might see a one to two percent mm-hmm. uh, inflationary rate every year. But like, you know, what what can you what insight can you well, give? Well, I was going to tell uh, Eric here that uh, uh, just a little background on you. He actually went to uh, school in. I was going to uh, say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went to school in Chicago, Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Chicago. Well, it's not really Chicago. Area, well, I mean, Indiana. But yeah, I mean, it was yeah. like oh, ninety yeah. minutes away from. South yeah. Bend? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I know Chicago. I was going to ask you, yeah. what part of Chicago did you, yeah. do you live in? Southside. Okay. Yeah, yeah Beverly area. Southside. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I don't really know all the neighborhoods. Okay. Um, I know a lot of the suburbs because a lot of the, my, my, my classmates lived out okay. you know, yeah. in, the, in the suburbs. Elgin, um, mm-hmm. Naperville mm-hmm. were some, but I hadn't been there. Kind of like what you were saying, you hadn't been to Shreveport yeah. since you were eight. Right. For me, it's been since 2003 or four. Okay. Since I've been to the South Bend and Chicago area. Yeah, yeah, Okay. But, yeah, I attended Notre Dame, and, and every spring we would go either to the Cubs games or the White Sox. Nice. Cubs, bro. Um, Cubs. Yeah. Now, what are you? Are you White Sox or Cubs or none actually, of the above? Actually, neither. Baseball <laughs> bores me. Okay. But actually, I, uh, it was two years ago. I did an event with the Cubs. So really? they, they asked me to come and sell at their June, Juneteenth uh, celebration that wow. they had at the, at, uh, at the stadium. So What? Yeah, I went up there. It was a good time. How did that go? Did, did they smoke? Were people smoking no, in Wrigley? Oh, no, people kinda... would just buy. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you couldn't smoke, so that was that was a drag. But you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, it was a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, this year, I was invited to uh, do an event with the Chicago Blackhawks, so I'll be with them for Juneteenth. Uh, wow, in June. cool. Yeah, man. So, so we... you're really like trying to market yourself as like the Chicago brand. Oh huh? yeah, because you don't oh, really. Yeah. I mean, at least I don't really know of one. I know years ago there was one company. I forgot their name. I think they were a yeah. shop. And they were trying to like market a brand. Yeah, you may be talking about seven oh eight, maybe. No, no. but uh, Mo from Patina lives in the south suburbs of uh, oh, Chicago. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Glenn from Kristoff lives in the western suburbs of Chicago. Oh, okay. So okay. I'm not the only one, but yeah, I'm the one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. No, that's awesome. So you said you were a firefighter before. Yep. Um, 
what when was your first cigar like when did you smoke your first cigar like what made you get into cigars the very first cigar i had i was in the bahamas in my early 20s so okay it probably i don't even remember what cigar it was i had just got off a bahama mama cruise and i was drinking like yeah. 151 with juice and i was extremely oh, drunk and you know, you're just walking around drunk. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's cigars. You just go grab one. and Yeah, went then, in Rome, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was my first one. So I don't even really remember it. Okay. but um, You don't even remember the brand it was? Or? Nope. Nope. Yeah, yeah. It was probably some trash. Yeah. You know? Do you remember the price point about what, what nah, you paid? I was yeah. drunk, bro. Oh, like, no. extremely <laughs> yeah, drunk. Maybe you spent like 50 bucks or something and <laughs> yeah. didn't know? Oh, no. Bro, I was drunk. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't remember. Wouldn't doubt it. Oh, it yeah. reminds me of my senior year. Yeah. 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 but um, I went to the Bahamas in the yeah, senior year. kind of had similar... Instances there. Yeah. Wow, that's funny. But I was, um, I started smoking full time in the firehouse. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I started smoking, uh, like, kind of infused cigars, like Black mm-hmm. Cherry and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I started going to cigar lounges and, you know, trying to just wanted to learn. So yeah, yeah. I was like, so I saw this 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 brand Drew Estates and I'm like okay I'm not familiar oh, so small brand yeah a little little brand, <laughs> yeah, yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah. boutique brand so, about what year was that or years um, ago yeah about eight years ago or so okay yeah yeah so um, talking to the uh, humidor manager and I'm asking about the cigars and they're like yeah this is a full body cigar and I, I didn't know what that meant and I was like but right. I I was like I think I'm a full body guy. So I just I bought it and oh no and it, it kicked my ass, <laughs> but I was fine and yeah, but yeah. those the cigars changed my palate like really fast. Hmm. So I tried to go back and smoke some of those black cherry cigars again and they taste like shit. So I was like, all right. So I see I'm gonna leave that type of cigar alone right, and then right. I just continue my journey with natural leaf and you transitioned early to the yeah. to the natural yeah yeah yeah. So then I just started smoking. I smoked a ton of Drew Estate stuff, but I also kept smoking other mm-hmm. brands as well. So mm-hmm. my palate kept changing like really rapid. Then I would either be reading about the cigar that I'm smoking, or I would be reading about another cigar, just trying to learn. And then my love, like, like you kept saying, you're like you're a cigar nerd. My my cigar nerdness was growing, mm-hmm. and I nice. was like, you know what? I, said, I think I want to start a business, but I was like, I don't know what. And then I, it was like, it was almost like my ancestors whispering at me, like, look at your hand, do do cigar. So. I contacted my childhood friend and uh-huh. I asked him, I was like, hey, bro, you, you think you want to help me start a cigar line? And he was like, hell yeah, let's go. Wow. So we started networking at Drew Estate events. Um, Jonathan Drew would come every year to Casa de Monte Cristo to release the UF4 for Halloween. So he always had a Halloween party there. So that's when I first interacted mm-hmm. with him. So he told me he would help me and all. And uh, he gave me his email. Never responded to it. Uh, but at the time, he had, remember, he had the liquor line that he oh, was pushing. Oh, that's right. The dovetail, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was pushing all of those. So due to Benny's being there, he would come back more frequently yeah, because yeah. he was pushing yeah. it at different Benny's yeah. locations. So I got a chance to honestly see him. Yeah, he got more FaceTime. Several yeah. times in a row. Yeah. So each time I would go back and talk to him, he would give me a little bit more. So first time he gave me his email. Second time he gave me his phone number. Yeah. He didn't answer that either. Right, right. So, but he, but the bit of information he gave to him that was very valuable was he said, "Hey, man, you need to talk to El Tide Bronze in Miami on Calle Ocho." He was like, "That's Willie Herrera's family. Sandy's the owner. She's great. She she might do the blend for you." So I kept calling down to El Tide, and I couldn't yeah. catch Sandy because her mother was sick, so she wasn't in the factory. Oh, okay. Kept calling, calling, calling. So I finally was like, "Hey." I'm going to send some flowers down there just to wish the family well, wish her mother good health, and my ulterior motives will keep me on her mind, you know? Right. I still didn't hear shit. Right. So it was like two months after that, 
the same little voices that were telling me to start the visit was like, hey, you need to call right now. Now is the time to call. Hmm. So I call, and Giselle, Willie's wife, answered the phone. So I was like, you know, so I asked for Sandy, and she was like, oh, yeah, she's right here. Hands the phone over to her. Sandy gets on the phone. I told her who I was, and she said, you were the nice guy from Chicago that sent me those flowers a couple of months ago, right? I was like, yeah, that was me. She said, you know how to treat a woman, and due to that, I'm going to do those blends for you. So that gave birth to Black, Black Star Line. Wow. Yeah, Well, I, I also want Eric to talk about the, the logo of his... Uh, yeah, it's you on know. your shirt. The, mm. the logo on your shirt? Mm. It, yeah. I, he doesn't really say a whole lot about it, but, you know, I, I think that it's very important, you know, yeah. for people to understand what the logo means. Okay. Uh, because when he told me, I, I, I caught it, right? Mm. I was like, man, this is... This is very interesting, yeah. and it's nice to know what it means. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. So, There's some thought, right, right. Yeah. Deep meaning, some yes. layers behind the, yeah, yeah. the yes. branding. Well, the name of the company is Black Star Line Cigars. Okay. So I got that from Marcus Garvey. He had a shipping company called the Black Star Line, and his idea was to ship goods and people back to Africa. He got the name from the White Star Line, and the White Star Line is the company that built the Titanic. So. Almost everything I use is something to do with history, you yeah. know, because I like people to not only enjoy a cigar, but also learn something about you that you may have never heard of before. Right. You know, so the symbol that's there is it's, it's like a crossroad. So it's an African symbol that's used and it's, it's, it's used to open roads. So I wanted the roads for Black Star Line to always be open. And, you know, at crossroads, crossroads are always moving. They're never stagnant. So it's, it's just keeping the energy, just keep the energy moving. So that's why I wanted to use it for the company. Wow. So, yeah, it's a very positive symbol that, you know, that's, that brings a lot of positive energy to the, to the company and anybody that works with the company. And what about the skulls? I see a pair of skulls there. Um, What's the meaning there? Well, that's sort of like with, with Black Label Trading Company uses a lot of skulls and yeah. st stuff like that. I, I like skulls. And it, yeah. it was like the original. And there are other companies that use skulls, too. Yeah. 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 does. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the original version of the logo was kind of rotated and it didn't have the skulls in there. So my mm. my uh, the guy that designed the whole logo, he showed me the different version. And he was like, man, I think it'll be dope if we just added the skulls in there. So I looked at it and I was like. That actually is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the skulls don't actually have a technical meaning. It's just okay. aesthetic. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah. um, maybe uh, Memento Mori. <laughs> right, right, right. Doesn't uh, right. You deal with Oveja Negra. That's yeah, uh, black label. Trade, black yeah. label. Yeah, they have. I a think they have a brand that. called Memento yeah. Mori. Yeah, they sure do. They yeah. sure do. It's a good stick too. Okay. Mm -hmm. We used to carry them uh, years ago, but mm -hmm. I don't know if we were just too early or. Mm -hmm. You know, Louisiana, I don't know how much you know about the Louisiana cigar market. I think this is actually one of the toughest markets for a brick and mortar mm. to stay in operation, right? To stay relevant because it's not because of, there aren't a lot of cigar smokers. I think per capita, I think, and I don't have any like concrete data. So this is just yeah. all speculative on my end, anecdotal, just what I've seen yeah. over my 25 years of smoking cigars. Okay. I think this state has the most cigars per capita. But because we have factors like a high excise tax rate, mm -hmm. it's a poorer market. Mm -hmm. We have less people. Like these are all factors that really there's a reason why there's more shops in Houston than there are in all of Louisiana. Yeah. Um, so it's really tough. And I don't know if maybe that's that that kind of hurt black label, at least for us. I know they 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 they're in other Louisiana stores just for whatever reason, and we yeah. really like nurtured them and pushed them and okay. we'd get people to try but they, we just never saw that bounce back gotcha so maybe it would change if we brought them in now but i yeah. don't know it's just you know i try to bring in 
boutiques, but now we're really being selective just in light of, you know, our initiatives, you know, doing our own um, more than just a, a, a typical stock of, hey, every factory offers a house blend, which they offer to everyone. Now, like, we're going into more detail. We're visiting the factories. Yeah. So it just, you know, I'm mentioning that just, to, you know, for you, advice, little tip that you're going to hear a lot more no's. And yeah. you probably already know that yeah. in the beginning. But what I like and what I'm hearing from you, what it sounds like, is that you're very persistent. Yep. And that's a quality, I think, that is needed for well, success. You have to be, right? Because yeah. yeah, you're the yeah. new kid on the block. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then you have all these other, and sorry to interrupt, but you, no, have, no. you have all these other big players, mm-hmm. right? They've they're established. In, yeah. yeah. And they've been and, around for a lot longer. And they're not going to they're not gonna give no. up their shelf space well, lightly, you know? Not. So mm-hmm. then... You have to be that guy, you know, mm-hmm. persistence, right? Yeah. You have to be that guy. I mean, look, Rocky Patel is a classic example. Jonathan Drew. I mean, these are types that weren't part of, like, I'll, I'll say it, the establishment, I guess, the the Latin yeah. culture, which that's a strong network. So it's kind of hard to break in if you're if you're not of that community. Yeah. Not to say that they won't do business, right? Because, you know, a lot of people don't realize there are a lot of Jewish uh, groups and families that have been involved in the industry for hundreds of years in right. America. But Jonathan Drew is Jewish, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Jewish. The Newmans, uh, the, the owners of Ashton, like there's a lot, a uh, lot of Jewish people. So I'm not saying you, you have to be Latin, right, to to be successful as like, as a manufacturer. Yeah. Um, but I think showing that persistence, like Rocky Patel did. Yeah. You know, he's Indian. Yeah. Like he just kept at it, and you know, he wasn't. Like, I'm sure he had a lot of, you know, tough roads ahead of him in the beginning. Yeah. But he was just so persistent. So it just you know. But I guess a little, Latins. little, little, not advice, but like, hey, there's insight into other people's stories and how the, how you know, their strategies work for them. Oh, Even yeah. the Latin struggle too, you know. I mean, uh, if it wasn't for their persistence, there probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be anywhere near the industry. You know, I mean, and yeah, I'm look talk- at the Cuban the Cuban story, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean um, uh, even uh, well, what I'm trying to say is, I'm pretty sure that Latins will probably help out other Latins, right? But they'll yeah. also help out, you know, non-Latins, right, to make them a cigar, to, you yeah, know, yeah. get them going. What I like about Eric is that, and and this goes to a, some of the other lines that I represent, you know, <clears throat> non-Latins, uh, they get in there and they play with tobacco, right? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. start tasting that tobacco. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're trying to, transcend this message through the tobacco that they're using in the cigars so that, you know, they actually uh, understand a little bit of what they like, right? Yeah. Um, um, you know, and, and that's what I liked about Eric because even though he doesn't have his own factory, mm-hmm. you know, he does go down there and he does test blends with all the tobaccos that are available to him. Yeah. How, how often are you visiting... All your partner factories on average, like a month. Oh, I don't go that often, bro. Okay. I actually, um, a few weeks ago, I was at Tabacla La Isla. That was my first time in Dominican public ever. Okay. And then Aganorsa, my first time there was this past December. Because when I started a company, it was during COVID. So, oh my gosh. yeah, it was, there was no traveling. So I did everything remote. Okay. You know, I would send the blends over. They would send them, to, send the samples to me. Wow. I would smoke them. They're good enough to my liking where I didn't have to change anything. 
then I, w- I will put it in production, you know? Okay. So, yeah, so, so but, I, I started going just recently. Yeah. That seems that it would be challenging to do it, like, during COVID, right? Remotely. Yeah. yeah. Not having the chance to visit these operations. Yeah. So, like, how – I guess I'm just trying to figure out, like, how how hard or easy was it for you to get this 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 FaceTime with, with some of these uh, industry folk to start, uh-huh. like – Working on blends and like, how did you? How did you contact? Like, did you? Like, how did you contact them? Was it via no. email or like? No, 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 no. So, just because of your experience having worked the Chicago scene. Yeah. So and like Sandy, obviously. I, how I? Yeah. So I've been to LT and Browns too. So, okay. um, I, I had to move all production from LT and Browns. Okay. Uh, the whole factory had caught COVID. Oh. So man. the factory was shut down. Okay. From Sandy on down, everybody was sick. Wow. So when they open back up, you know, LT and the Browns are really small, yeah. like eight rollers or so. So um, Sandy said she can get me cigars, but not the quantity I needed. Mm. So I was like, all right. So I had to make a decision. So I decided to move all the production to Aganorsa. Okay. How I got introduced to Aganorsa was through Sean Williams. Sean Williams oh, is my I mentor. Oh, I know Sean. Yeah. yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, he's my mentor. Yeah. So he's, he's the from one New Orleans. That, yeah. Yep. He's the one that introduced me to Terrence Riley. So okay. with Aganorsa, I just I deal directly with Terrence. You know, okay. So me yeah, and him yeah, talk, yeah. or you know, yeah. Facetime, whatever. You know, so that's how I would do with Aganorsa. Yeah. Um, me and James Brown, we did the we did the blend remotely because I, he wanted me to come down to the factory, but at the time I couldn't. We couldn't yeah, coordinate couldn't our know. schedules. Okay. You know, um, and then La Isla. James Brown of, of Black Label, Black Label yeah, Trading yeah, Company. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. For people who don't know, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so I've done blends in, in person and I've also done them remote. Now okay. it, w- it was tough during COVID because also during COVID, the reason why I'm not a firefighter anymore is because I tore my labrum and my hip really bad. So I had to go through four doctors to find one that was confident enough to fix it. So I actually had surgery on my hip. So oh, man. the company's is, is thriving, it's new, but it's doing extremely well. And, and my website was going crazy. Cause you know, during COVID, everybody was at home smoking mm-hmm. and drinking mm-hmm. So I had like 30, 40 packages going out a day and I'm laid up on the, on the couch cause I can't walk. <laughs> so my wife had to package up all the packages and, and ship them out. Were you more direct to consumer in the beginning or yes. direct or B2B? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Direct to consumer. Wow. Cause, yeah, cause so you, you know, came nobody... out about, you came in in a direct the DTC to yeah. the consumer first. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. Yeah. My first customer huh. was underground cigar shop in Fort Worth. Your first uh, sh- sh- shop. Yeah. Customer. First cigar yeah, yeah. shop. Yep. 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 Oh. That was my very first one. Don, the owner, found out that I was coming out of LT and the Browns, and he was like, bro, that's my favorite factory ever. I want them. Okay. So he 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 hadn't even smoked the cigars and bought them. So Explain to people who Underground is, because I, I know of them by reputation. Yeah. I don't know the guys, but yeah. for cigar nerds. Underground <laughs> Cigar Shop in Fort Worth, Texas was my very first customer. It's like a... It's almost like Don's running a little cult down there, <laughs> a cigar yeah. cult. So, yeah. I've heard, yeah. He's got, he's got a great following. It was a fantastic lounge for me to initially get into. Mm. So I've, I've had a lot of blessings just get, get thrown my way, you know. So it was very fortunate that I, that I got in there, and I've been in there ever since. I do NFG every year. I do a special cigar for them. NFG stands for No Fucks Given. It's, right. it's, it's their, like, annual cigar festival. Yeah, yeah. So it's coming up this year on March 9th. Uh, I actually did a blend, a new blend with Ostos for NFG 24. Cool. So that's on its way from Santiago to Fort Worth right now. Oh, okay. Cool. So, um, yeah. So uh, he, it, it was just really fortunate that I got in there because he helped me to launch Black Star Line in, in lounges. Mm. So. It almost probably gave you some legitimacy to c- yeah. c- cigar, other cigar shops. Oh, huh? yeah. 
Well, yeah. I mean, the, it couldn't hurt. It didn't hurt. Yeah, it was, and, and also it was the fact that I came out of LT and they bronze it because they yeah, don't work. They don't right. work with just anybody, right. you know. Cause they got, they got a great reputation, you know. Yeah, expensive and, 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 but, and yeah. their and their capacity, like right? They right. they physically can't offer more. They're right. so small. Right. Especially when Sean brought Cohiba there. Yeah, and, yeah. The uh, yeah. Partagas started doing stuff there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Willie was doing stuff there, too. So, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and the way that uh, that I got to Aganor, so when Sean Williams came to, to Chicago, so I went to his event, and he was like, man, what do you what do you want to do uh, with Black Star Alliance? So I told him, I was like, bro, I love LT and LeBron's. I do. But due to the fact I'm buying tobacco in America, the price is really mm-hmm. high, bro. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so, very cost prohibitive. For yeah. Sure. yeah. So he's like, man, who you want to work with? Placencia, Agonorsi. He just named a bunch of factories. And I'm a, I'm a fan of Kyle and Warped. So I told him, and, and at the time, Kyle was working with uh, LT Eden and he was working with Agonorsa. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bro, I think I want to work with Agonorsa. He said, okay, give me a day or so. I'll, I'll get back to you. He hit me the next day and was like, hey, I talked to Terrence Riley, the VP of sales. He's ready to work with you, man. Just give him a call. So, wow. so I gave him a call. I gave him the two blends. One of them was Warwich, and the other one was a blend I probably would never use. I didn't like it. But when Warwich came, it's a Connecticut broadleaf, Nicaraguan binder, uh, and fillers. Um, and it's a six by six by forty six with a soft box press. Okay. So Yeah, when, I'm just reading the notes here. Yeah, when it came, bro, I when I smoked it, I was like, wow. Like I was just really blown away. Like it's spicy, peppery. Uh it it's got a slight sweetness to it. It's it's got strength to it. It's not your grandfather's Connecticut, you know. So when I smoked it, I knew it was special, and I was like, "Man, I gotta put this on the market." And sure enough, when I put it on the market, it became the flagship of Black Star Line. Mm. So the name Warwitch came from a movie. Uh, it was filmed in the Congo. It's about a young lady that has spiritual powers to see her ancestors. Mm. So the local army took her along with them, and anytime the army was getting ready to get attacked, the ancestors would actually show up and they would warn her, so they would strategize to either fight or run. So. I thought it was a dope movie, so I was like, yeah. let me let me take that name and, and, and put it <laughs> put okay. it towards uh the cigar. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Ecuador, mm-hmm. Connecticut shade wrapper. Mm-hmm. You got it in three sizes right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. From Aganorsa. Yeah, no, Terrence is awesome. Like we have uh one of I our mean, brands. He's an okay guy. Oh, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that, Terrence? Yeah, that <laughs> gotta come out here and defend your name. I just Albert. recently found out that he's Terrence is scared to go to beaches because he's scared of sharks. What? <laughs> well, that's not the worst phobia. I mean, that's that's pretty rational. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of funny. So he won't go near like a beach. He didn't like it. Oh, because the sharks. Yeah. And I was like, bro, they don't come all the way up on the on the beach. But I get it. Right, well, right, maybe right. in Florida they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I go every year to the Keys. A group okay. of a group of friends mm-hmm. and me, like for the last five years. Um, We'll drive from New Orleans mm-hmm. all the way down. And we usually say a marathon. And this past all and we usually do it in August for the lobstering. Okay. And this past year, uh actually last year, not August of twenty three, but of twenty two was the first time I I'd seen a shark. Okay. You know, like swim right by me. Not and really. man, it's it is kind of unnerving. Like yeah. fortunately just kept on going and, and I don't know what kind of shark shark it was. It may have been a nurse shark from okay. what the other guys said they saw it too. But I don't think that's uh, quite the irrational fear. Maybe if you're on the beach, yeah, that's kind of yeah. weird. But if you're in the water, I can understand that. Uh, right, right, right. That's so funny. I'll, t- I'll mm. have to give Terrence some grief for that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's pivot here and go to Albert because you've yes. been kind of quiet. So give me your story for people who don't know who you are. So Albert Cisneros with uh, Smoking Swan Brand Management, right? Okay. 
been in the industry. We were just counting, talking about this the other day. I was counting. I am on my 19th year in the cigar industry. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. 10 years as a retailer, six years with the Polars, two years with Rojas, and now as an independent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man, it's it's good to be able to work with guys like Noel, Eric, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I also work with Ian from Dapper. Uh, I work with um, Oscar in some states other than That's Louisiana. a big pickup. Oh, yeah. That's Oscar. a big pickup. I was surprised when I, when I read that. I was like, how did Albert get OV? But I guess perfect timing or perfect whatever. Perfect timing, yeah. man. Uh, perfect timing. Uh, those guys are great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also I just picked up uh, Adventura. Okay. So I have Stolen Throne, you know, with Lee Marsh. So those are made at the Rojas factory. Okay. So, you know, just uh, starting out, man, and and uh, I think I have a good a good lineup, and uh, you know, love working with guys like Eric. You know mm-hmm. that. That are uh, up and coming, you know. Um, my phone rang a lot for me to represent the brand, and, and obviously, you know, it just didn't make sense for me. You know, I wanted to stick with boutiques, right? Because I've learned that from the previous employers, the Polars, right? Yeah, when yeah, I was you working with the Polars, yeah. Um, yeah, we had Ryan on a few episodes ago. I think that's, yeah, we hadn't had Tom or, or PJ yet. Uh, but you work, right, you work, huh? He's an all right guy. Yeah, he's an all right guy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I love those guys, man. So, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, and, and I think what I've learned from them is, uh, you know, we're using, oh, here, right here. we're using, um, you know, they taught me to pick some brands and work them hard and work them deep. You know, don't pick too many hmm. because then you can't really work, right? Yeah, yeah you can't really service everyone no. and, or give them. The, Right. Enough FaceTime. So what I've actually done, Lou, is uh, I've actually set myself up with a small group. So what I mean by that is um, I have two guys, Nick and Dan, that they have full-time jobs. And they help me with my website. They help me with uh, follow-up calls, mm-hmm. um, you know, any any events that we want to set up and all that stuff, it could all be done through me or through them, right? So the minute that I leave here, three weeks on the road, Dan or Nick will call and say, hey, I know that Albert was just there. What did you think of the samples? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, and the reason why I did this is because I admit I'm human, right? And I forget things. So if I tell you that I'm going to follow up with you in three, four weeks and I don't, then you'll be like, oh, that guy didn't call me back. So he must not want my business, right? And I think we just get occupied with with, with the road, yeah. everything that we're doing, you know, and... Um, yeah, especially for people on this, on this side of the table, like you guys, I don't know how many shops you, you visit on average per day if you have a internal quota. Let's say it's four or five. You know, you do that in a week, maybe that's 20 shops. In a month, maybe 80 to 100. Right. That's a lot of like management, uh, right? Uh, uh, you know, of tasks from every store. Yeah, you know, a lot of names to remember, or just yeah. dates and yeah. appointments. I know we have the technology to help with our calendars and all, but right. things slip through the cracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, and I get it because I, I deal with the same thing. That's you, you, you've heard me voice my frustration of right. some of these manufacturers, and I know it's not intentional, right? It's just, but I guess, we it, all it like, just happens, yeah. And we, we have the same thing on our end, yeah. right? With yeah, yeah. trying to manage hundreds of customer requests, like, oh, he, this guy wants this box, and yeah. you know, trying to like, and the older that. you get, the I mean, you start forgetting things. Mm-hmm. I mean, um. The only reason I don't forget to wear underwear is because it has my name on it. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but I've set myself up with that. Now, my wife, mm. you know, she'll she'll help me out, too, with with the books and, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, and my main purpose is just to go out there, sell events and that's it. You know, follow up when I when I ha- when I have to or when I can. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other guys would, they come in handy because if I'm not, good support. if I'm not in a territory that hasn't been seen or, or talked to in a while, that's why they, they're there. For instance, if you go up to the, uh, Midwest, you know, they're probably under snow at this time of the year, Texas boys, Southern boys, we're not good with snow, right? Mm-hmm. Hell, we're not even good with rain, you yeah. know. So I mean, and you probably laugh at us with the snow. Like if it's fifty degrees, we're yeah. parking out. Oh yeah, you're like yeah, this shorts weather for me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you know, I think uh, by doing that, it's it's a good, a good thing for me and my business because, you know, everybody's being touched, mm. whether it's by a phone call, or an email, right, or you know, some sort of point of yeah, contact. Somebody's or, reaching out. Yeah. So, um, man, I started in January, and, and, and so far it's going well, man. Yeah. You know, now, there's a bigger picture to this, right? Eventually, <clears throat> what I would like to do is hire, have two other guys to help me, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and like I got on the road, this, huh, you mean? Well, no, not on the road. Well, maybe, but not now. But More uh, back office type? Well... Let's just say like uh, like a call center, you know, mm. and uh, where I'm calling a territory where there is absolutely <clears throat> no representation yeah. because all the good reps are in-house, right? And, uh, you know, the company mm. and I will come to an agreement, whatever, and then we have those guys just calling that territory. And uh, maybe I can go out there and do an event, maybe two a year, mm-hmm. you know, to show support. And uh, that's that's what I would love to do. Now, I got that idea from somebody else, but I think that he covers a, a vast, you know, territory. Mm-hmm. And I think in the other side of the world, which is our area somewhere here, you know, I can I can fill in in that in that department, you know. Yeah. So that's that's the big picture. Right. But in the meantime, while I lift this, yeah, while I lift incrementally this up, yeah, grow, yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. uh, you know, do it the way we're doing it, and so far, so good, man. It's it's going well. Yeah. Um, you know, these guys that 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 are helping me out, um, man, they've they've worked in cigar shops, so they know cigars. They're cigar smokers, yeah. and again, they're part-time workers, you know, and uh, uh, I'll take it. Yeah, you know, I'll take it because I could I could use all the help I can get. It's interesting when I first started in the business as a career, it was two thousand three. Back then, a lot of your brokers were really just one man operations. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least in our territory. Yeah. Maybe I don't know about 
the Northeast or other parts of the country in the West, at least for our terriers, like one-man operations. And it's interesting to see. I guess it's a, a sign of the industry that, you know, it's been doing pretty well the last couple decades where I'm seeing these brokerages hire now more mm. people, more staff. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's in order to service these shops, you know, more most efficiently to maybe target or have a, a deeper reach into underserved spots. Right. And I know that there are parts of yeah. your territory uh, that maybe just don't get a rep, you know, yeah. maybe if they're lucky once a year. Yeah. yeah. But man, I, I imagine like in this industry and we're kind of a different shop in that we actually don't need reps to visit us. Like, I like to do everything remotely, email, call, text, uh, just because we're busy too. I mean, yeah. and I know as long as you respond that way, that's fine. Like, but I'm, but I know that there are shops who only place orders when there's someone who physically visits yeah. them. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. to me, I always that's boggled my mind because man, if I'm out of a cigar, I'm not waiting on you to. But I'm not waiting just, on Albert to come in yeah. to fill an order. I'm just gonna text right. him or yeah, call the office directly. Like call that person who actually physically enters in keys in that order in their system. But yeah. that's just the old school but, way. But, th but that was from yeah. my how I got brought up in the industry. I used to work for Imperial Trading, right. a big C store wholesaler, mm -hmm. and I was you know I oversaw their premium cigar division. Like I couldn't afford to wait, yeah, because you know, we're doing a lot of volume, so I can't wait on reps to physically see me. Right. I'm like ordering. You, you miss ordering cycle. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what makes it. Yeah. There's like behind. a science, like a flow yeah. to it. Yeah. 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 And then you miss. You miss. Right. And mm -hmm. then now you're you're falling behind. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes it tough for me because at, at a time I didn't have any reps, so I w I would be the rep, and the only way I would know the product is sold out because I, I would go to lounges and the product would be sold out. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, bro, why didn't y'all call, text, email, something, so I can I can get your order and and, and you know keep the product in there because if it's sold out, yeah. But a lot a lot of shop owners are just not yeah. that yeah. Act proactive. Yeah, I found it out the hard way. Yeah, yeah. and I hate like me the 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 thing that pisses me off the most in the world is that miss sale. Yeah, because that's a lost sale. There's a metric. There's a term for that. You miss that sale, and you'll never get that back. Yeah, right. Yeah, moved on. Right, it's lost. Like yep. there, we miss, a, like you said, we miss a cycle. Yeah, like mm -hmm. that customer might come back, but now, like if you miss enough, like yeah. if that customer comes in enough times, maybe, maybe like you just are out of stock one time, and yeah. he's done with you. Yeah. yeah, like he'll that that gives an opportunity for him to like start swimming yeah. elsewhere, and then normalize his buying pattern at some other shop or Indeed. online. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So like. That's why I fear not just I miss the, the profit, but now I cause this disruption in this this consumer right. behavior yeah. where he might go somewhere else. Right. right. As long as and that's really that's kind of it's not really a secret. It's not rocket science. Right. I think that's led to our success with our with our locations that mm. we are stacked and we'd like to be, you know, fully loaded with inventory because right. for fear of missing that sale. Right. I think a lot of these uh, shops that are opening up now, you know, I think uh, they're their mentality must be different than any, than the ones that have been in mm. the business for about 10 years. Yeah, you know? the old heads. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, because uh, they expect the rep to be in there yeah. every four mm. weeks, every six weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'm on an eight-week cycle, right? And that's why I have two other guys that help me out because yeah. <clears throat> I can't get to you in three weeks or 10 days. or I can't, you know. Yeah. There's, there's so much territory to cover, and there's only one Albert, right? But there's a Dan. And there's a Nick that could help me when with the phone call, right? Yeah, at least hey, a phone call. Yeah, hey, like I, Warped is brilliant uh, about that. Like Kyle yeah. doesn't you? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah. You mentioned Kyle. I don't know yeah. how well you know him, but know they're him always well. they're always calling every week, or at least emailing every week, right? Okay. And so 
they've never no one from Warps ever visited our stores, but we do business with them. Yeah, now they, they have call, reps. Oh, they do. Now they have yeah, reps. They do. Now yeah, they have so. reps. Uh, inside yeah. or, or brokers? Outside, yeah, brokers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, a lot of the manufacturers feel that if they keep everything to themselves and they try to do all the work for themselves. I, I think everyone wants to be a padrone, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, everyone ideally yeah, yeah, wants yeah. to be a padrone they where you know. they don't have any outside reps or, or, or traveling reps. All the calls coming to them. I mean, that's yeah. great. Like, right. who, who wouldn't sure. love that? But, like... Right. Not every, not everyone's a padrone, right? Uh, you know, yeah. from talking about manufacturing. Yeah, their machine is already built and it's yeah. well oiled, yeah. Yeah. so they can so do that. Someone yeah. like you who's yeah. hungry, like you, got to make that effort yeah. to get out yeah. there. Yeah. And and the way the way Eric sees it is, <clears throat> it's not a cost to him because right. if I don't sell any of his product, right, I don't get paid. Yep. Yeah. You're right? incentivized, right, to right. make that sale. Of course, you know. It's, so it helps everyone out. Mutual yeah. mutual incentive. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm on the road so much. Like last year, I did a hundred cutting lights nationwide. Wow. So yeah, I'm working. Almost bro. one out of every four days, yeah. three days. Yeah. yeah, I'm working, bro. So you know, and that's where I caught a lot of respect from not only retailers but also uh, my predecessors, like Matt Booth, Carlito. Mm-hmm. They they follow me on social media. Me and Matt Booth became brothers, bro. Like mm-hmm. we we like two, when awesome. we get together, we like two toddlers. It's just it's just hilarious, right? Yeah. But he told me, he was like, bro, you're working and you're doing exactly what, for a new company, you're doing exactly what you need to do to push that right, brand. Right. You know, it's, so. it's grueling work in yeah. the beginning. But like, if you're, if one is persistent, and this is in any industry, right? You, mm-hmm. You'll get there. It might take a while. Mm-hmm. It might, it might be like short term, but it's not, mm-hmm. that's not the reality. Right. 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 Like this podcast, when I had to pitch at the pops, you know, <laughs> investing all this money in this whole set, setup. Yeah, it's nice and I don't to, know. Thank you. Uh, and he I was, doesn't know Pops. Yeah. Oh, gosh. He, he, he didn't meet him. Yeah, I didn't get so. the pleasure of meeting him. This Here's time. a tip because I know Pops doesn't watch his podcast. <laughs> don't be afraid. Like, he okay. loves, like, he puts on this facade, like, this, like, tough wall. Okay. But once you break that, like, oh, man, he's, you're, you're in, like, Flynn at that point. Right, like, cool. he'll joke with you. And, yeah. but he, like, there's stories. I love, to me, I just crack up. Okay. I guess his view is that, I guess he's just been, um, What's the word? Like, he's seen it time and time again where reps don't last or a company doesn't last. So, like, why am I why am I going to invest time and care yeah. for someone who, in all probability, might not even last? Yeah. Right. Again, right. Uh, going back to the old school. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are like that, yeah, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's that's your pops, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That he's old school. Mm-hmm. And at times, you know, he might be right because... Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, 80, 90% of the time yeah. he's right. But what about the 10% where he's wrong and, like, that guy blows up? Yeah. Right. Because in the beginning, it's it's all about like creating those relationships when when you're needed like, when you need the most, right? Yeah, and that carries that carries on. We've heard the, I've heard the stories about like Carlito, he used to sell on consignment during the '80s okay. to shops because he wasn't still well known yeah. in the '80s. Like he had to work and he had to go on the road. Yeah, yeah. 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 And there was a shop here in, in Baton Rouge that's no longer. I think they closed up in 2012. Um, gosh, what was his name? The, the shop was named Hemingway's. JJ. So JJ was legendary. JJ, he was like one of the early people to bring on Fuente, I think mm-hmm. during the 80s. Mm-hmm. And Carlito always remembered that. Yeah. And so when Carlito blew up with Opus X, JJ was like the only person like in Louisiana and like on the Gulf Coast to have like all the Opus when it was really yeah. in demand because Carlito valued, you know, yeah. JJ's help when he needed it the most. Now yeah. like Carlito doesn't need any help. Right. You know? So like that's my fear of like why I at least want to give everyone a chance yeah. and see, okay, we brought you in, we gave you some shelf space. Now, there are some exceptions, like we won't bring on certain people just because there isn't 
anything that that's appealing. And yeah. you probably heard me with the pitch today to you, like, why should I bring you in? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, give me a compelling reason yeah. or reasons why I should bring you in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I think for him, sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. Eric, uh, but I think for for Eric, you know. You guys have a lot of things in common. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. And I'm sympathetic to that because I I had my own cigar in two, 2007, so I did the travel. So I guess I'm a little more sympathetic to to your your plight. Yeah. Or your challenges. Mm-hmm. You know. But, uh, and but. then you guys work with some of the guys that mm-hmm. you know that make cigars for him too. Yeah. You right. Know? So I can at least trust that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at least you know the quality. You, you there. chose the right factory. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been to some factories. I won't name any names, but I will never bring them in because <laughs> I've seen their quality. Yeah. Control and their their procedures and it's horrific. Right. 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 There's one in particular that I won't even mention the country of origin. Okay. But I had a chance to visit him and it smelled like it just smelled horrible. Like. Yikes. Uh, like some sort of like biological waste. Okay. And he's like growing his brand. I'm like, well, I hope he changes standards because. Yeah. The last time I visited his factory, it was horrible. Okay, okay. So All at right. least I, the the consumer and shop could be mm-hmm. confident in your product. Yeah. Because you've hooked up with with these established yeah. factories who have good uh, controls and systems. I strategically partner with people. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I was growing like crazy. And the orders were getting bigger. So originally, I used to keep all my cigars in my basement. I would house them all mm-hmm. there. And the orders are getting so big, I was like, yeah, yeah this, whole, this whole basement is going to be full, and I want to make right. sure I stay married. I don't want a whole basement full of cigars. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you couldn't explain to your wife, like, honey, this is money. Right. This is the bank. But this is what I did. I, I, uh, I met Howard from Illusione, and mm. Illusione started mm-hmm. distributing to me. So okay. all my product is housed in Reno now. Oh. So that's and that's a, currently? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that took a lot of work off of me because I was uh, yeah. distributing myself. So I would pack up all the orders, not only for a direct yeah, consumer, yeah, yeah. but every order that was going to a lounge too. That takes time. Yeah. Yeah. It was breaking me. Yeah. So I was very fortunate to get them. So I just submit the order to them, and then they they, they ship it out. It. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 So that it's, helped me out tremendously. It's interesting to see Dion's transformation into now being a, an importer of sorts, or, or at least a distributor yeah. of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he started out in retail, Dion did, mm-hmm. then had his brand. Now he's distributing other brands, too. Like, mm-hmm. we, we we deal with Mirapfel. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. If you know anything about Mirapfel, I think there's only, like, 100 shops worldwide that, that, that are merchants. And it's all fulfilled via, yeah. you know, Dion. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so they do, good, do a good job for Yeah, me. so that's smart on your part to, yeah. you know that your time's valuable and Mm-hmm. You, you you only have such a limited time. Exactly. Fulfilling it yourself right now maybe doesn't make sense. You mm-hmm. can be more efficient outsourcing yeah. that to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Down the line, I'll take the distribution back and I'll do mm-hmm. it. I'm I'm not ready to do it yet. Right. It's not it's not enough of me around to do it. So yeah. well, it's just time consuming. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not hard work. It's just no, no, it no, just it's takes just time. time yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, eventually, the brand will grow. You know, he'll have more sales reps and. You know, uh, Cliff and and uh, what's the national salesman? Brad. Brad uh, will play bigger roles mm-hmm. where Eric would just be, you know, focusing more on the blending and uh, you know growing the growing the brands. You know, yeah. so yeah. Uh, but that that's that takes time. You know, Indeed. and um, that's that's why we're here to to help him grow and and hook it up with. People like Albert, yep. established. Yeah, he helps me tremendously too. Uh, brokers or, or, or faces, right? Yeah, 
Because you already have contacts. So yeah. How many states are you in now? Eight. I'm in eight states. Okay. I'm in eight states. I cover the same states that I used to cover before. Okay. Uh, Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. And you hooked up with the guy in Texas, or you know, a, a person in Texas, which is arguably one of the probably top two, top yeah. three, definitely cigar markets yeah, in this country. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, Florida, Texas. Who would uh, be? Uh, up there too. I know New Hampshire, New Hampshire or New Northeast somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pennsylvania actually. Yeah, Pennsylvania. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So they're a big market. Top five for sure. Texas yeah. is top uh, five probably right. top two. I'd argue yeah. top three. Yeah. yeah, the taxes are low in those states. Yeah. So all the factors are there, and if you listen to other uh, industry people I've talked to based in Texas, it's just I'm always talking about Texas and intrigued by that market. Yeah. Because it's such a good cigar market. Yeah. It has all those. Because here is what, 20%? 20% of invoice cost. Okay. So that means typically with the way the markups are, as you know, um, we're about 10%, at least 10% higher than MSRP. Mm -hmm. So that puts us at a disadvantage, you know, when consumers are always. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's just a minimum. I mean, most shops, we're we're not even, we're we're more than that. So again, that, that, back to my point of it's a challenge for a Louisiana brick and mortar mm-hmm. to compete, especially like we're not even worried about competing amongst ourselves. We're competing against the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's our mm-hmm. main, main That's competition. That's your main Because no they're, yeah. they're all about, as you know, discounting and, yeah. and small margins because they're making up on volume. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So I appreciate companies. I don't know what your policy is, but I appreciate manufacturers who price protect. Yeah. yeah. You know, they have a map mm-hmm. or minimum advertised pricing. Okay. Um, that is a factor that makes me. You know, that's another box to check off as to why I would bring in someone. Yeah, you know they're just not looking to damage their brand or right. basically whore out themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like some other fa- you know manufacturer have done to their detriment. You mm-hmm. know I've seen I won't name names, but we, we know some of those yeah. who've done that. Uh, for example, Pete of, of Tatsuahi. I just saw an email he sent out a few days ago. Yeah, it's my buddy. Yeah, where he where he sent out an email to retailers, stating that look we have a, a, a transshipping policy. That prohibits a retailer from selling, you know, stock you order from him to another shop or another business okay. for resale. Because this is this is kind of an, a, a, a situation that the industry has had to contend with maybe like the last five or eight yeah. years, okay. where you have retailers shipping maybe stock that they have trouble moving to one of these guys online. Mm-hmm. I won't mention names, but maybe there's a few of them. Mm-hmm. They're look because those 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 online entities can't have direct. Um, um, like a business relationship with, yeah. like, say, a manufacturer, right? Okay, because they don't play by the the rules. Right. Gotcha. And, well, and Pete yeah. said, "Look, we'll, if we find out, we'll we'll cut you off as right. retail. We don't care." And they've done that's that. fair. Yeah, that's fair. La Florida Minicana has that same policy. Yeah, like my father the, does too. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah, Rojas does too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rojas mm-hmm. does too. They don't they don't mess around with that. Yeah. So just to give you insight, like as a retailer, I like that. Yeah. It, it makes me comfortable pushing your product because mm-hmm. that is like one of the. Dynamics in our industry. I forgot who I heard this from first, but brick and mortars are sometimes, or most of the time, that kind of show showroom floor mm-hmm. piece where a customer will just try one, see if they like it, and if they do, they'll go online to buy the bulk, like yeah, boxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so that just puts us at a, a, a interesting situation of like how yeah. do we stay relevant? Which yeah. is why like we're doing more of our own private brands because at least now we. Control yeah. that. Indeed. If yeah. we hook someone on a brand, mm-hmm. like one of our land yaps who's made by uh, Agonorsa, yeah. they like it, they, they can only get it here. Right. 
right, right, right. And that's it's not anything novel. Like we did, we're not claiming that we made that up. I mean, yeah. Ashton has done it. Uh, yeah. Dion's done it. Like, yeah. there's other people retailers. that have. Yeah. yeah, there's other people, and they're doing it well to this day. Yeah, yeah. you know, there's mm-hmm. other people that are doing it now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm all about supporting the brick and mortars, yeah. um, and that's why. At the end of last year, I, I, I dropped the press release that I, I ceased direct to consumer oh, sales. Oh, lovely! Yeah, so I do not sell awesome. on my website anymore. Yeah. Which I get in the beginning, you me. have to, you had to do yeah, that. Yeah, I get my get my name. It's out tough there. to 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 open up doors right away. <laughs> but if I got more lounges selling, for people to get it. If he so. was still selling to consumers, direct to consumers, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, right and I know you vet yeah. your 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 okay. pros, prospective manufacturers right. yeah. mm-hmm. on these topics which is why like we trust yeah. Yeah. people like Alberto like all right you're you're bringing us black star look now we'll pay attention now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's I'm kind of value I'm just excited about, about the opportunity that I get to work with this guy and everybody else that's in the in the portfolio man mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> you know to be able to say oh I got Eric or I got you know I got Oscar you know it's it's an accolade for yeah me, you know i mm-hmm. mean it's it's uh it's nice mm-hmm. it's nice to say so you've kind of uh enlightened me on some of the challenges like what are some of the bright spots so far i mean you've kind of mentioned some like meeting some of the people but yeah it's just uh you know that's one of the main things that i love because i do a lot of events so i get to meet a lot of people that already are fans of us mm-hmm. and then create new fans and then you know they get to know us and i get to know them and then you know it's, it's great you know i get mm-hmm. to meet a lot of new people I love the articles that that are done about me, uh, reviews that are done about me. I've been to Half Wheel several times, and uh, PCA's done blasts about me recently. Uh, they, oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. they reviewed Lolly Bella, and they did a whole article about me. Yeah, Lolly Bella. We didn't give that to you because it's sold out. It'll be back next month. Okay, uh, that was through Agonors. Uh, Agonors, okay. So, San Andreas rapper, okay. The name Lolly Bella are stone churches that were built into the ground in Ethiopia. Mm. So there's 11 of them that they found. The 12th one is supposed to be where the Ark of the Covenant is. Oh. But if you're old enough to know, Indiana Jones found that <laughs> years ago. <laughs> so it's in a warehouse it wasn't in somewhere. Ethiopia, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. According to George Lucas, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. But that wasn't supposed to be the original name of it. So I originally did Lolly Bella for Tim Hardaway. So really, yeah, Tim Hardaway is a, is a family friend of mine. Okay. Uh, the high, he went to Carver High School in Allgill Gardens in Chicago. And my father worked his entire career there from a teacher all the way to when he retired as a principal there. So that's how my father knew him. And um, and when I finally met Tim in person, when the All-Star game was in Chicago, you know, I told him who my dad was. He was like, dude, I loved your dad. He was like, man, he kept me out of a lot of bullshit. Yeah, really? bro, he was, he was gangbanging and stuff. So, wow. yeah, so my father was really proud of how he progressed and how yeah. where he went. And that's why I became a big fan of him growing up. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a great dude. So he asked me, he was like, man, you want to do a cigar for me? I was like, hell yeah. So he's a cigar smoker? Yes. Oh, yeah, nice. He is. Okay. I, his, I think his son smokes some, too. I don't know okay. his son, but I th- he told me his son smokes some, too. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did the blend for him. Actually, uh, I had samples from Noel Rojas, and I had samples from Aganorsa, but the Aganorsa blend beat out the, the okay. Rojas one. So I like the Rojas blend, but it just, everybody that I had smoke it outside of me said the Aganorsa one was better. Yeah, yeah. So, so you were listening to yeah. consumer feedback before. Well, my deciding. me and my team smoke smoke the samples and stuff. So it's not just me, you know. Yeah. I make the final decision, but it's not just me that smokes the samples because I I want to make sure that it's not that you don't have the blinders and yeah yeah, yeah. it's just about you yeah because I mean you gotta if, consider the market yeah, it's yeah what yeah, the market wants if yeah, I'm yeah. making the blend I I don't want it to be just one hundred percent just just me I have to yeah. have other people taste it and, and say hey yeah 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 we yeah. need to roll with this. 
So me and Tim didn't know how to do the deal because it was something new for both of us. So we tabled it, and I was like, yeah, bro, this is a good blend, man. I can't sit on it. So I changed the name, brought it out, and it's, so, it's sold out. You know, it's, it's sold out nationwide, bro. Everybody's waiting for that cigar to come back. What's the uh, So this has been probably one of your, your most successful hits so far? Yeah, along with Warwich. And, okay. Yeah, all of them are hits. So if I'm only going to you know, bring in three SKUs, mm-hmm. I'm going to – I'm not promising, but I'm just saying scenario. <laughs> hey, you guys heard it. Yeah, Abana yeah. Port. Yeah, sorry, Pops. I'm, I'm, I'm not committing. Pops writes the check, so I'm just saying, yeah. scenario-wise, pitch me three SKUs. Okay. Which ones should I carry? I would just off the top of my head, I would go with Lollybella. Okay. Uh, Warwich, the okay. Connecticut, and then um, I'll probably say Fahrenheit. Okay, and yeah. it's very good. Yeah. So yeah. got. Two from Maganorsa and one from La Isla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... And what size in the Warwich? Just if um, I could do one. Probably that Corona? Yeah, I would probably go corona with the Corona. Corona Robusto? Yeah, yeah, the Robusto was sold out right now. I, I didn't order it in, in this last uh, order with Maganorsa that's coming next month. Uh, I'm going to bring that size back later in the year. Okay. But, uh, and, yeah. And Lollibella, which size should I... It was, you blend, it was blended in a Gordo. <clears throat> okay. So, so that was that's the, the size that, that Tim a... wanted was a Gordo. Okay. And then, hmm. uh, so I decided to bring out the Gordo and the Toro at the same time. The, the Toro is a 6 by 52 Okay. So when you scale down the filler, the Toro is even stronger. That's a strong cigar. Oh, bro. the Toro is a bit stronger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a strong cigar. Yeah. Like, like it's one of those, like, you, you got to eat, like, a, a real good, like, steak meal and then smoke okay. that cigar. Otherwise, it's going gonna, it's gonna to beat you. Yeah, it's got some yeah. high nicotine. Huh? But it's, it's, it's well-balanced, though. It's not like you're just tasting all the hero. You're getting all the notes out of it, and then you're getting the strength, too. Like, it's, 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 it's a phenomenal cigar, bro. Okay. I always say it's curiously strong. Oh, right. <laughs> Curiously strong. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's a San Andreas binder, Nicaraguan binder, and filler. So Lali Bella is in reference to these stones. Stone churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Ethiopia. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's just interesting you mentioned that because I just saw a program last night about Ethiopia and the culture. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Nick from Foundation yeah. has a – you yeah, know, relationship of, with, with Ethiopia. Right. And, yeah, Haile Selassie, yeah. Mm-hmm, the tabernacle and him being a knight commander yeah. mm-hmm. uh, from the Ethiopian government. It's like one of the oldest Christian that's, sects. That's the church there. That's one of them. They're, oh, they're, okay. they're amazing structures. Like whoever built them, they they, were, they did a great job with these, these, wow. these churches. Probably but, Mexicans. Yeah, ancient. Yeah. Probably Mexicans, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah I, Ethiopia is like... Uh, one of these countries I've, I, I want to visit now. That's that's the top of it. So on the band, the um, oh. it's it's like a on the band it's like a cross. Now, okay. oh, so here's one thing I didn't tell you: all all the branding for my for my bands and boxes are done by Cigar Dojo. So oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm clicked in with them too. So they 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 do a they lot, of, the, lot of the, stuff the for graphic me. Graphic design. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, they told me I was on their uh, I was on their podcast um, late last year. Okay. And they said on air, they were like, man, they were really excited when I when I approached them to ask them to do graphic design for me. Because they told me, they were like, man, it's something really special about your brand. And mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we have a part in your journey yeah, yeah. and help you to get to where you need to go. Well, I think that's what kind of attract, like, like I guess you guys caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Walking by the booth last year, and I saw this imagery, I was like, man, mm-hmm. there's something about that. I don't know, kind of remind. I guess I like. I'm a sucker for minimalist mm-hmm. design. Mm-hmm. You know, think about the Apple 
apples yeah. of the world yeah, yeah. Uh, just very clean <clears throat> warped is another one like that yeah. dapper yeah like they all employ like this new age i guess I, I, I don't know graphic design right i don't know the principles but yeah i know what what to me i like yeah yeah and there was just something about about your your the feel that yeah there's I wish a, you to there's stop there and talk to us huh i said i wish you to stop to stop in and talk to us there was so so usually like it's only one person from our company that goes to okay. PCA every year. Okay. This year we probably weren't going to go because one of our GMs is, is having a baby. Okay. But we're, a, we're 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 pivoting. We're trying to figure out how to make it because we, we don't want to miss that show. Gotcha. So I think my brother might be going. Yeah, um, he mentioned that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but where was it going with? That? Yeah, he's gonna come and drink some bourbon with me at the booth because okay. we have bottles there. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna go have a little All bourbon right. at the All booth right. with us. So. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's, he's smaller, but you know, don't don't let you know the looks deceive you. Oh, hey, um, I think sounds the, like my type of guy. <laughs> but going back, I, well, okay, go. I was going to say that you know there was an emotional connection mm. with mm. the 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 branding of the imagery. Yeah. Yes, you know mm. that's that's probably why you know a lot of people are intrigued by Black Star Line. You know, mm. like yeah, what's that about? Yeah, yeah, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and then yeah. when they hear the story, they're like. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. I think we're all suckers for stories. Even though, like, I guess, yeah. like, you're a real purist. Or, like, you shouldn't judge a cigar on the look on the band, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, don't buy a cigar based on the band. Yeah, but right. you know what? There's a reason why companies invest so much time yeah. to the design of the band or the box. Because mm-hmm. for end consumers, they don't cite rules of the world, right? Yeah. So yeah. they're going to judge a cigar based on how it looks. I mean, right, that's yeah. why, like, the Gurkhas of the world have done so well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, even with Fahrenheit, like there's a firefighter on the band and that's because I'm a retired Chicago firefighter. Yeah, it's your personal connection. Yeah. yeah but then it's also because I'm a fan of Queen and then Don't Stop Me Now. Freddie Mercury oh, nice. sings about Mr. Fahrenheit yeah. in the song. So I took the name out of the song. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like your company, like motto or, yeah. or, or mantra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But no, going back to like why we didn't visit. There, there are vendors that we deal with that I couldn't visit. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like, And I'm only there for like a day. Mm hmm. Or t- maybe a day and a half. Mm-hmm. I was still with Rojas when you came by. Well, you. St- I went like twice. Like, yeah. I st- and I didn't set the appointment with you, right. but I was hoping like in the like the five minute downtimes I have walking by and y'all were busy, yeah. and I get it. Like, I, uh, he's just not available. So, you know, we'll, we'll catch him hopefully on the next time. We just didn't. Yeah, we didn't hook up with with Rojas. So it just don't take it as like a front or you know a slight. But no. I try to have the appointments booked. Yeah. So like my my time's not wasted because we have such a finite time. Yeah, well, I wish we could spend more, you know. Yeah. And hopefully down the road we can spend like the full days. Yeah. There. Well, we uh, met when we were supposed to meet, and that was today. Yeah. So exactly. Mm-hmm. So it was meant to be. It was good. Yeah. 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 But um, you know, with it being in New Orleans next year, like we should we should be, be there, there every day. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. That's cool. Um. So Albert, with uh, like Rojas, you, you were with. You were their VP of sales before? VP of sales with Brohas. Yeah. A couple of years. And uh, I decided to to step down. Uh, nothing against Rojas or anything right. like that because he's still my customer. He's still a client of mine. And um, I just realized that I, I'm i not the guy that sits behind a desk and uh, yeah. looks at a computer for eight hours a day, you know, and that's not me. You know, I don't mind the forecasting. I don't mind the the projecting and all that other stuff. I just, I can't sit behind a desk and just look at a computer all day. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. I'm a road dog, right? 
You missed the road. Huh? I, I missed it. <laughs> and, and it's not that Noel was preventing me from right. doing it, you know. Um, you were doing more administrative. More administrative, yeah. yes. Yeah. You were you were in the ivory tower. Yeah, <laughs> I was the guy with the corner window, you know, yeah, yeah, corner yeah, yeah. office. The yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was me, you know. Yeah. And uh, um, Noel didn't want me to step down, you know. He said, "Are you sure?" You know, I was yeah, like, he, Man, he didn't I'm want positive. Me, yeah. I'm positive. But that's cool that. All right, you left Rojas in the capacity of the VP of Sales, but you still have the business relationship via right. him still being a client of yours. Right. Right. So you haven't really lost the no. the connection to Rojas. No, no, not at all. Actually, no. I just got back from Nicaragua, and uh, um, I was there in November of last year, and uh, Noel and I were blending uh, a cigar, which is the the new Cinco de Mayo that's coming out mm. this year. What's that about? Uh, man. Or can you give information? Yeah, yeah on absolutely. So it's a Habano wrapper with a Mexican uh, San Andreas uh, binder. Okay. It's got some Nicaraguan binders and fillers as well. So um, it's a nice medium body smoke. And, and it's going to be 3,000 boxes, 10 count boxes. So they're going to own, we're going to own, you know, Cinco de Mayo, just like everybody owns, you know, Oktoberfest or, you know, uh, Black Friday, Black Friday, or, you know, all that stuff. Thanksgiving so or, yeah. with, with Noel, uh, we're going to own um, Cinco de Mayo. Wow. Right. There you go. So, uh, so we worked on that blend together. And then uh, we also worked on the blend for uh, the 10-year anniversary. So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that Noel has been in the industry for 12 years. You know, yeah. he started off with... Uh, Guayacan and Saboris Dali, and obviously mm. folded, you know, but rebranded, and uh, he's been in business for 12 years, mm. you know. So um, that 10 year anniversary, it's actually a, a, a bolder smoke um, because they, it has broadleaf, it has a dark Habano wrapper on it, and it, it's got, again, Jalapa and, and and uh, Condega in it too. So nice. I mean, that sounds good. It, yeah, man. It, it's it's a it's a bolder smoke, um, and 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 I was down there helping them blend with this. I I'm not a blender, you know. <laughs> well, at least give your insight. Right. You smoke right. some of these, but, right? But we these were prototypes? picking and choosing yeah. the tobaccos together, you know, <clears throat> and uh, um, uh, that was just an experience that I will never forget. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, you know. I'm not saying tomorrow or a year or two from now, but eventually I would like to get, dive into the blending part a little bit more. Okay. You know, because I really enjoyed it. I was like, man, yeah. this is amazing. My mind was just like... You're a chef. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a creator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to be honest with you, and Eric can attest to this, you know, the minute that you start blending cigars, your cooking just becomes that much better. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I realized that when I, because I do some cooking, I'm not going to say take all the credit, you know, but mm-hmm. I do some cooking and you just start, you know, doing a little dash here and there. And right. then it's like, okay, it's perfect. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what happened with, with, with these blends. So Noel's coming out with, with two blends that I, that I've helped with and um, it's, it, they're going to be good available mm-hmm. for the PCA. Okay. So, cool. is that going to be an annual release, or like for Cinco de Mayo, or a, yeah, an, so available be, all year round? So it's going to be for Cinco de Mayo, but it's going to say uh, this year is going to say 2024 edition. 
Okay. Next yeah. year will say 2025. Oh, cool. You know, yeah. like so, a vintage. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and and they're going to start off with uh, uh, 3,000 boxes, 10 count boxes. The the graphics on it are actually pretty cool. Okay. It's still going with the same skull, just different colors. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. So more festive towards the the Cinco de Mayo celebration. Mm, yeah. Even though as Mexicans we don't celebrate. I know it, right? the Battle of Puebla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's why we call yeah. it the Cinco de Drinko, right? Yeah, yeah, because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard that even. In, in, I've never heard that yeah. before. <laughs> so. But I've heard even in Mexico, a lot of Mexicans are now starting to celebrate that because it's so big in the U.S. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it didn't originally start out that way. It was no. it was made up by Corona, I think, right. as a holiday to oh, really? generate sales. Yeah, yeah, it was all made up. Okay, so, kind of like all these Hallmark card yeah, holidays. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, as Americans, we don't need a reason to drink, right? We just find every little reason to drink. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> or no reason at all. Oh, no reason yeah. at all. It's just like okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's ten a.m. on oh, a Friday. That's hey, right. you yeah. can't drink all day if you don't drink early. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. it's five o'clock somewhere. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those two are coming out for PCA, and uh, obviously he's coming out with uh, KSG again for mm. October. Yeah, that's a good stick. So uh, limited runs, yeah, yeah. You know, for him on on the KSG. Um, so and of course the street tacos, which I think mo what most consumers know him. Yeah, uh, and and there's a story behind the street taco uh, that when I tell it, people are always like, "There's no way," you know. Mm -hmm. That's his favorite food. Street tacos. If it wow. was up to him, he would smoke street tacos all day, every day. You know, oh, man. I mean, or uh, eat, eat, eat. Uh, <laughs> and smoke, and smoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, he's down in Mexico and uh, he's buying tobacco for a blend that okay. he's making. Yeah. He was down in the San Andreas yes. region. Yeah, and um, they told him, "Hey, Noel, you know, when uh, when we're done with work, we're gonna take you down to the eat some really good street tacos." Yeah, and he says, "Man, I'm from Texas. We have." Taquerias everywhere. Yeah. So okay, we're gonna leave it at that. Mm -hmm. So he says, "Yeah, man, we went. Taquerias on the right, taquerias on the left." He goes, "But we come to this one particular spot, and it had a jumbo trompo on there, right?" And he goes, "Then that meat was just spinning, mm. and and the the cook was just like shaving that that meat off. Yeah, yeah. And then to top it off, he was just." Chopping that pineapple, pineapple and yeah. landing on the taco, Ooh, and then he that. goes, um, Twenty street tacos later, I it dawned on me that <laughs> I should twenty, <laughs> I should wow. make a cigar and call it street taco. I said, bro, let's back up. You said twenty <laughs> street tacos. He goes, yeah, they're so little. I said, I don't care how little they are. Twenty <laughs> is twenty. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Because well, to be honest with you, I could have done 10 more, but I wanted to save room for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Noel is a big boy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and he could eat. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can attest to that. He can eat. And uh, A Cuban uh, that likes street tacos. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yeah, mm -hmm. when he comes back from the state, I mean, from Nicaragua into the States, first thing he does, taquerias. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then he'll post a, take a picture of the tacos. He'll post it on social media. I'm home. Wow. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, cool. He yeah. should do kind of like what Barstool Sports does with the pizzas. <laughs> yeah. He should just visit taquerias and rate the, the I know, tacos. right? Yeah. Oh, what is that guy that does that one bite? Have you ever seen that? No, but it's, it's my this, staff is more involved in uh, yeah. watching There's that. There's this guy oh, that yeah. goes around to every pizzeria. Oh, that's uh, Dave Portnoy. Right, right, right. He just takes one bite. Yeah, he just takes one bite, and he's all like. Yeah, he'll like judge it, give yeah, a yeah, score yeah. out of yeah. 10. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's what I'm saying. Like Noel should do that with like the yeah, street, yeah, to- exactly. street tacos. You know? yeah. yeah, my favorite Rojas cigar is the is the Statement Lancero. Man, bro, that, that yeah, that Vitola and that blend, yeah. phenomenal, bro. I tell you what, my favorite that he makes, and and it could be my all time favorite, but the one that I really really gravitate to is unfinished business. Mm. Yeah, that's a good cigar. Too. Yeah, man, that's yeah. that's uh, that's for me. It hits on all cylinders. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I support everybody, man. I, I yeah. smoke everybody's stuff. Mm-hmm. You I, have to. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you're a true cigar enthusiast. Yeah. yeah, which is why I, I told you before we we recorded. Like mention who you want to, even yeah. if we don't do business with them, even if they're yeah. competitors. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a cigar nerd and want to promote the entire industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, well, that's how you keep the community everyone. strong. Yeah, yeah. You support everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that you've heard the term, the brother of the leaf, the sister of the leaf. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. There's that. You know, we're such a small group, and we're always getting bombarded from these anti-smokers. Or oh, there's an acronym in Chicago. I don't know if it's here. It's P O T L. The pastors of the leaf. Oh wow! I haven't heard that. <laughs> yeah. The pastors of the leaf. Yeah, yeah, it's pastors. Are these religious smoke. people that yeah, smoke? They're yeah, pastors yeah. and they smoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we've 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 had clients over the years that were from you know the Catholic Church yeah. or other church or you know religious yeah. mm-hmm. groups, and they're they're enjoying their cigar. Yeah, know? it's a divine thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Nothing wrong. No, but I, I feel like there's still like this negative. Yeah, sentiment, but which is why it makes me happy to see, in light of the podcasting environment right now, with like the Joe Rogans of the world or the Tom Seguras, you're noticing if you watch the or listen to these podcasts now, these guys, these hosts are smoking cigars, yep, and they're elevating, yeah, the industry, yeah, and you're seeing this intersection, this intriguing intersection of the podcast world, cigars, the comedy world, yeah, and it's just it's 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 you know it's a new era, yeah, because yeah. I I think that it all started with COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It all started. Well, it COVID. definitely like it kicked it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It kicked it off. Injected the steroid right. into it. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. it was just. Uh, it, I mean, you have millennials that are now smoking more cigars. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. A they're new, that age group now that yeah, we see the entry it, level. It's a new yeah. era of smokers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, obviously, we're not getting any younger either. Mm-hmm. So it's a new era of smokers coming in. You know, um, they're not afraid to spend 10, 12 bucks on a cigar, which is the norm now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yep. uh, uh, regardless of who you are, whether you've been in the industry for years or in the industry for five, you know, I think the twelve dollar ring. I mean, twelve dollar price point is the is the, now like what the eight dollar yeah. cigar yeah. was like five years yeah. ago. Yeah, Inflationary times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And this is a, a, an opportunity for people like you or companies like you to take some of that market share, yeah. you know, from the established companies. Because, like I said, I, I'm, a, I'm also a historian of the industry. And I've noticed that, like, you can attribute these, like, brand leaders in every decade that are no longer relevant, yeah. right? So, like, in the 50s, it was Robert Burns. Yeah. Uh, the 70s, it was a brand called Monte Cruz. In the 80s, it may have been like the Excaliburs of the world, the Punches of the world. Right. Yeah, 90s was like La Gloria Cabana mm-hmm. or Puros Indios. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them now today, like young people would be like, what are those brands? Like, yeah, I don't right. know. But And I've always like tried to figure out what is the dynamic that's going on, why these people who were king of the hill in those decades didn't maintain their relevancy. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the Sears versus Amazon right. dynamic. Yeah. And so that's, for me personally, why I've always had this like, this drive to like just not, rest on our laurels because someone's there waiting to take our position right and that's why like some of these established people maybe are buying up some of these brands to maintain their shell space yeah 
And you know who we're talking about, like some of the big companies buying yeah. up these other guys yeah. just to maintain that relevance, you know? Trying to make it a mon- monopoly. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of the capitalism, right? The, these interests are going to try to maintain their, their, their position. So, mm-hmm. but look, is there anything else that we're about to wrap it up? Anything, any words you want to impart or anything mm-hmm. else of viewers? Yeah, I always tell any podcast or interview I do, I tell people, thank you for supporting me. If you bought my cigars or told somebody about my cigars, thank you. Because I can't smoke all these cigars myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you from the bottom of my heart. I mean, you heart. could. Awesome. It'll probably take you a long time. Yeah, it'd take a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could do it. But right. yeah, I, I prefer other people smoke <laughs> yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we go, if you guys would indulge me, we have this, this segment, yep. well, kind of this lightning round of uh, questions. If you it. guys are up for it. Yep. We are. All right. So number one, Tabasco, Crystal, or Other? Tabasco. Uh, Tabasco, yeah. Uh, number two, favorite vacation destination? Mexico. Maui. Number three, who would you want to cig- uh, smoke a cigar with, dead or alive? If my dad smoked cigars, I would smoke with him. Okay. Right. Ar- Arsenio. Ramos. Oh, yeah, good one. Yeah. Uh, let's see, number four. Okay, with industry people, uh, it's kind of a two-part question. What is your desert island cigar from your portfolio? And what's your desert island cigar from someone else in the industry? Um, from my line, it will be El Milagro Corojo. Okay. And I called it El Milagro because I felt it was a miracle that I got into the cigar industry. Mm-hmm. So those are my first two blends, El Milagro Corojo and El Milagro Sun Grown. Um, from somebody else, hmm, I'm going to go with, well, it used to be called Matapa, but it was an Axum mm. now. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, that yeah, was Nick, a recent. Nick, yeah. yeah, that was a recent Changes cigar brand, that, yeah. that I, I was like, "This is a really good blend." Wh- which one do you prefer, the Maduro or the uh, the Maduro? Yeah, Claro. Okay, I never had the Claro, so okay, the, the Maduro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I would take that one. Okay, so uh, for me, it would probably be the ten uh, year anniversary for Noel. Okay, right, and then uh, um, my all time was La Dueña from. Uh, my father. Oh, okay. Yeah, for, that's a good for Christmas, too. they would send me two boxes, you know, as a Christmas gift. Wow. And I'll and I'll take it, man, because I'm a sucker for broadleaf. Okay. There you go. And um, I just love it. Awesome. Last question: Who would you want to see here on a future podcast? Boofy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a complete oh, yeah, fool. He's, oh, he's awesome. We did an event with him years ago, and it was just so funny. Yeah. Uh, future here, I I think um, I think I would I would love to see Steve Saka. Okay. Yeah, he's a good dude too. Uh, I think that that would be something for you guys to yeah. set up, and that would be awesome. Yeah. I would definitely watch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. He he did an event with us, like early on when he launched. We we did like this like very small group. It was like twenty people, and man, he gave his like academic oh, yeah. dissertation on the industry. It was like I learned so many things that I never. Guy. Yeah, I mean he's he's real for for sure. So, but with that, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you, so thank much, you for giving man. me the, the, the time. Hey, thank you for bringing us into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. If anything, I will buy it. Pops won't buy it. But no, no. No, I'm just kidding. No, I appreciate thank it. Yeah. All right, guys, take care. Thank you, Everyone, right see you next time. We'll Bye. see you.